So we can try this again. Oh, look, hello. Well, we already cheers and had a drink, a sip, a tip, whatever we're calling this. (laughs) (laughs) But we're actually like officially really live in the group now, which is awesome, I think. Right? That's awesome. (laughs) Yeah, we're live. Okay. Mine's okay. Being weird, but. Obviously, we're a little rusty since it's been a few weeks here. Uh, the business one ah, there it is. is back today. We're I'm just changing the description. Doing a click con wrap up and an open Q and A. All right. Perfect. So. Okay. This one's hey, going to be... Nicole's here. Hey, Nicole, how's it going? Our super fan, Nicole. And Tim. Hey, hey, Tim is here. All right, all right. We got an audience. Check it out. We got people. Yep. Thanks. We got people. We so, got people. All right, so this one's going to be a little bit more laid back, a little bit more low-key. Hello, Andre, and uh, my wife is here. Hey, Drew is here. Drew, buddy, it's been a while. How you doing? Oh, I feel like uh, I've gone forever. It does feel like forever. It's been like, was it been two or three weeks? I think three weeks. Three weeks. Sandy just joined. Uh, so real briefly, if you don't know, I think most everybody does know, but if you don't know, a tree fell on my house. Uh, our house. It's not my house. It's my wife, too. <laughs> wow. A tree fell on our house. Uh, and it's, it shockingly didn't do, it could have done way more damage than it did, um, but it definitely damaged the house, and it took out our internet, and so we had that for a couple of weeks that we had to deal with, and then we had ClickCon, uh, which was, was pretty amazing. Week. Yeah, that was last week, and so now we're here, and we're back, and we have wine, and we were going to just kind of talk about our experience at ClickCon and answer any questions you guys might have, business-related or otherwise, and and just make it a low-key welcome back show, huh? Yeah. All right. Yeah, it's also because we were completely unprepared. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's a little bit that, too. <laughs> I mean, we had a couple I mean of topics, it's, but. yeah, yeah, we, we could have gone with the topic, but we figured, um, yeah. We're, we're not, we weren't as prepared as we like to normally be. Yeah. All right. We'll have to sleep, so. Yeah. Hey, Mike has joined us as well. So if you have questions, go ahead and pop them into the chat. Uh, Zara, you want to tell them a little bit about ClickCon? Uh, well, it exceeded my expectations, that's for sure. I know mm-hmm. we like, talked about kind of low-key. I think it's like fair that we can openly discuss this now that it's over. Yeah. Uh, but we had, you know, we had our concerns about it, and it's a first-time show, and I think... It's really hard to pull off conferences. Like, I think a lot of people think that it's just like, oh, you know, get a venue, set up some speakers, done. Um, But it's really, really hard to actually make sure all the moving parts are working together, that everyone is able to get to where they need to be, to have enough support staff, to have, you know, all of that, all of that junk going on. at the same time, and work together and not have very many hiccups. And I think that they pulled it off so well, especially for a first-time show. I talked to some vendors. They were excited. I talked to a bunch of the speakers, and they all had good experiences. Um, there, are, there were, I feel like, a couple of things that could have – that can use improvement, but that's with, just with, like, anything. Yeah. Um, you can use improvements. Um so, yeah, I think they did an exceptional job, and I, I think all of my classes went really well. I think all of your classes went really well. So, yeah, I think it was good. Yeah, I do too. I agree I agree with your assessment. I was um, really happy with how the whole con went. Um, I cannot fathom the work that goes into putting on an event like that to putting on a, con- a convention right. like that. So I have all of the respect and all of the gratitude towards the people who did that um, for ClickCon. Yeah. And, and um, like you said, obviously room for improvement. But if there wasn't, you know, if people didn't think there was room for improvement, there would be a problem because there's always there's always room for that. So uh, I'm looking forward to next next year. I taught four classes. You taught three, didn't you? Yeah, I had three. Yeah. And uh, one of the cool things about ClickCon is, uh, so I've been to Photo Plus Expo, I've been to WPPI, twice to WPPI, and at both of those conventions, I've had people come up to me who recognized me 
and you know said they watch my videos on my YouTube channel, they they love my videos, whatever. Which is always a very cool thing. Like it's it's an incredible feeling. I had more people do that at ClickCon than anywhere else. I had easily a dozen, if not you know twenty or more people who made it a point to say hello to me and tell me that they watch my videos, which I thought was incredible. Like I was very uh, humbled by that, honestly. Oh, you still there? Oh, yeah. I like oh. it all of a sudden cut out. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe our technical problems are not over yet. I mean, I hope they are, but yeah. So ClickCon was really fun, really good experience. And um, I just got some good news. Zara, we're hoping, fingers crossed, that you're going to get this good news too. But I also uh, found out that I was selected to teach again at WPPI in February of next year. I don't know what of my class proposals that I submitted they picked, but they picked at least one okay. because, yeah, <laughs> they emailed me and said, you're going. Right. Uh, yeah, yes. I haven't heard either way. I know if some people have heard they're going, some people have heard they're not going. Um, mm -hmm. I haven't heard either way. Um, if I go, great. It'll be awesome. Right. If not, then, hey, I've, you know. I, I have that one check marked off my list. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like you've been there. I, I've been there a few times. Yeah. Um, but I'll probably still be there for at least a day or two, regardless mm -hmm. if I'm teaching or not. And then we'll see what else comes up. Right. Um, as far as if someone else wants to pull me in. But well, if you're yeah. there, if you're there, we got to go to Nacho Daddy. <laughs> oh, I haven't been to that. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's where we went last year. Like, Pierre, we were talking about that at, at ClickCon, how uh -huh. the group of us that went destroyed, like, five monstrous plates of nachos, and they oh were gosh. amazing. They were so amazing. <laughs> was it as good as the Purple Pig, though? No. No. It was not <laughs> as good as the Purple Pig. Like, there's no, there's no contest. There's no question. Uh, so, but they were really good nachos. <laughs> my favorite place in Vegas, and I, I mean – this is like a big one to say because there's so many good places to eat in Vegas. Mm -hmm. But there's a place in the Cosmopolitan. It's called, um, now I'm going to like space it. <laughs> oh my gosh. Anyways, they have these alcoholic milkshakes. Oh my God. It's like a little burger joint. Um, mm -hmm. It starts with an H, like Hamilton. It's not Hamilton's. It like. Oh my God. Anyways, I'll think of it once, you know, we're done talking about it. Right. Um, but they had these alcoholic milkshakes and they used to have um, a, like a s'mores one. It was called Campfire S'mores. Okay. Oh my gosh. I could like drink that all day. Um, and between like the alcohol and the sugar in it, it's probably not a good thing, but they took it off their menu this year and I was really disappointed. Oh, but they still no. had some like really good ones. So mm -hmm. It's definitely worth going to. When I was a kid, younger than 21, at family get-togethers, um, and I think this is a German thing because my mom's side of the family um, is pretty German, uh, but maybe this is just a get-drunk thing. Uh, they used to make grasshoppers, uh, which is basically an alcoholic milkshake, mm -hmm. and, uh, and they would let me have a grasshopper when I was younger, yes. and I loved <laughs> those things. I loved those things. As an adult, like, argh, just thinking about the grasshopper makes me cringe because it was, like, so sickly minty and sweet and whatever. Mm -hmm. But as a kid, that was amazing. I thought it was the best thing it, in the world. It was, like, a, <laughs> it was like drinking milk or, uh, oh, my God, I can't <laughs> talk today, uh, drinking ice cream with alcohol. Yeah, we should, we, should have a, we should have a milkshake Wednesday one of these days. <laughs> But there's going to be alcohol involved in it, right? I mean, well, yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> there can't not be. Uh, Kim's, Kim's saying, is it Holstein's? Holstein's? Yeah, yeah, it is Holstein's. Thank you. It starts with an A. Okay. <laughs> Drew says the grasshoppers are a German thing. He has friends that still make them. <laughs> oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Frank and Christian have joined us. And also, quick shout out. Frank was at ClickCon, as was Steve. Steve isn't here today because he had to go offside at work. Uh, but Steve and Melissa were there, and it was awesome to meet. Uh, it was awesome to meet you, Frank, and it was awesome to meet Steve and Melissa and hang out with with everybody. Uh, that yeah. was super fun. Well, and next time, hopefully next year at ClickCon, um, we should definitely do that other restaurant I sent you. Yeah, Armenian. the Armenian. I didn't mm -hmm. realize that was a thing. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
And we've also we'll also have to find a Greek restaurant then to check out too. That's uh, the next next time. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> well, maybe ma- we could add like an extra day on this time. I, I mean, I guess we could. I was a little in and out. Oh yeah, you came. She came. She came in and left on red eye flights. Like. <laughs> Glutton for punishment, are you, or what? A little bit, <laughs> just, and then I was dead the next day. Yeah, no kidding. Well, uh, to be fair, like when I booked those uh, the flights for ClickCon, I didn't know if I had childcare set up. Yeah, and so it was easier to be gone for you know the forty the tiny hours that I was gone to make sure right. that I could take care of her. But by the time ClickCon came around, we did have daycare set up. So you could have. <laughs> I could have, but then I will say this. It was so great to, like, sleep in on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Well, you guys were all packing up. I was in bed. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> yeah, fair enough, fair enough. And then then driving home on Wednesday, which actually wasn't that bad of a drive. Um, it was an easier drive than coming in. So um, getting home on Wednesday was pretty pleasant, all things yeah. considered, you know, being it was a four, four or five-hour drive, whatever it was. Yeah. Well, yeah. I had like a two-hour flight plus, you know, getting to the airport. So you probably actually had less travel time than I did. I, I'm sure I did. Yeah, I'm sure so, I did. Yeah. Yeah. Did I did s- have to leave my hairspray at TSA because I didn't want to oh. check my bag and I forgot that it was a full-size mm-hmm. hairspray. And we have your swag bag sitting eh. here. Yeah, I know. We'll probably <laughs> just do. We'll just probably do a giveaway. Frank, yeah. did you did you get a swag bag, Frank? Let us know. Drew says, as a shout-out to Steve, we need to help him quit his job and shoot more. Who's in for helping him jump off the cliff? I mean, I am. Steve's work clearly stands uh, stands the test, and getting the business side in place is the thing to do there. So I'm with you on that, Frank, or Drew, 100%. Well, I know when they were in my class, in my last class, um, Mm -hmm. you know, Steve said that he wants to just make, like, 20000 and that would be extra money. So I'm interested to know how much, because twenty grand is, it's nothing. Right. That's a month mm-hmm. of work. <laughs> right. um, and I'm not saying that in like an egotistical way, but like really, if you do your numbers right, like that can be a month of work. Right, right. And that's it. Um, and so I'd be interested to see what his actual numbers need to be for him to do that. So. Yeah, because you're right. I think I think he could probably do that pretty easily, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. So my wife is asking if I heard anything about Ohio. Um, Ohio, there's an I, I don't know how new this conven- this convention is, but it's called Pixel Photo Fest, and it's in Cleveland, Ohio. Go figure. Oh, okay. Uh, and I'll just bring up the website here so you guys can see it. Um, I just learned about it. Um, our friend Kim, mm-hmm. uh, not my wife Kim, but friend photographer Kim, told me about it. And I I looked on their website and I couldn't find a place to like send in proposals, so I just used their generic contact form and asked if they are still accepting proposals. I haven't heard anything from them. Um, it would be cool if I got to go and teach there as well, but if not, you know, maybe next year I'll be able to submit, or maybe yeah. maybe it'll never happen and whatever. But I haven't heard anything yet. It would be cool though. I would like to go because I've never we have been through Ohio, but I've never like been to Ohio. Right. I actually yeah. have a friend out there. That would Do be you? that would be interesting. Yeah, she's well they're in Columbus, so they're a little bit further from Columbus, Okay. Sure. Close enough. Um Yeah, I've never I've never heard of it, but Oh, that's right. Oh, there's I mean there's definitely some familiar faces yeah. on their speaker list. Yeah, they got Joe Edelman as the keynote speaker. Um, so he's going to, I'm sure he's going to do a great job as a keynote and I recognize a few of the other people on the, um, yeah. well, Lich. Robert, um, Scott Robert yep. is yep. always a good one. Lindsay, Lindsay. Adler, mm-hmm. Miguel, um, yep. is great. So yeah, it looks like they've they got, got a good lineup. Yeah. Um, I will be in Savannah, Georgia, hmm. um, September Oh, I just booked my flight September 26th through the 29th mm-hmm. um, for their state conference. And then my next one after that will be Nebraska in February. So okay. Nebraska for my birthday, I think. Ooh. Okay. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Interesting. I've never been to Nebraska either. I have no idea what that's like. Um, it'll be cold. Okay. <laughs> in February. Okay. Oh, that's right. My uh, my my sister in law lives in Ohio. I forgot about that. Kim just said, 
she said she thinks it's the second year of Pixel Photo Fest and, and uh, her sister lives in Ohio. Drew Good. said if you go to Cleveland, there are some Great, Lake, great Lakes... Uh, there get some Great Lakes Brewing Dortmunder Gold. He says, "I cannot read today." It's okay, I can't speak. So we make a great team. We make a super great team. Yeah. If you haven't gathered, like we said earlier, this is going to be a low key show today. So. <laughs> a little, yeah, a little, a little slow here today. Yeah. Right? But if you want, I thought it might be a nice idea to um, do a little bit. Uh, just give people an update on like where we are as far as like our businesses and what we're trying to do, and the things that are happening in our worlds. Yeah. Because it's been a few weeks. It has been a few weeks. Um, how about you go first? Okay. I'm still scrolling through this. Uh, through Pixel this photo list. fest? Yeah. Okay. So um, I've got, obviously, I have two. One, the main facet of my business is the educational stuff, the YouTube and whatnot. Um, and I'm making some pretty big changes there. Um, so one of the things that I'm doing is I've been looking at like what's happening on my YouTube channel, looking at the performance of my videos and, and what's going on there. And you might know for a while I've been making two videos per week. And that is a difficult thing to do when, um, it's, it's not just me because Kim helps me even more now that she's, um, that she left the library and she's here. So she helps me. But as far as like video production goes, that part's all me. Like I'm recording, editing, producing, planning, all of that stuff is, is me. And doing two of those a week is a lot of work. Uh, so there are some things that are going to be scaled back and going to be changing. I'm going down to one video a week. And for the foreseeable future, I'm going to be focusing entirely on editing photos on your iPad. So those are the videos that I'll be making on my YouTube channel. Um, looking at the applications, doing tutorials, talking about, you know, the workflows, all of those kinds of things around that. Uh, now, one of the things that I need to do is um, increase my revenue. We talked about this in one of our shows, how you, you can fall into this cut expenses mentality and what you should, you, it's not that you should ignore your expenses and just let them be whatever they are, but um, that's, a, that's a stress recipe versus trying to increase your revenue. And that's the thing that I need to do and have wanted to do. And um, one of the things I've always been okay, like not even really okay, one of the things I've not done very well is utilize my mailing list and make offers to my mailing list to let my mailing list know more regularly about the existing products that I do have. Uh, so that's a thing that I'm going to be doing more. And I'm also going to be trying to make more products more often, but that are not as large in scope as the products that I have out there. So if any of you have, have taken any of my video courses, you know that they're pretty big um, big courses. I mean, they're, they're, there's not fluff in them, but they have a lot of content to give you what you need for that particular topic. And for but they're a steal for the price you're selling. That I for. mean, yeah, fair point, right? They are. And if you're interested, <laughs> and if you're interested, let's transition slightly here right. into right. I mean, might as well let me bring up the website because I was totally unprepared for that amazing transition you just handed me <laughs> off. Um, <laughs> which, which is uh, here we go. Look at this. I have courses. You can go to selfhelpphotographer.com. Um, slash shop, I think it is. Yeah, slash shop. And you can actually see my three courses and I sell them for $69 each. However, I'm actually also going to be split testing the price on that. That's a that's a thing that you can do as part of your business is, te is test your pricing. It's not fully set up yet. But I'm so going to be. If you guys don't own these courses, you better buy them now because I have a feeling the prices are going to be going up. It's a possibility. I'm going to be right, testing. Kim? <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So, this is a thing that I'm working on. I'm trying to increase the revenue. I'm, I'm testing things. So, I'm going to be split testing the pricing on my courses. I'm, I'm almost done getting that split test set up. Uh, I'm going to be introducing more products um, more regularly that are smaller and more focused. Like um, the, like I'm going to be doing a number of different editing things, uh, like an affinity photo for iPad beginners course, um, you know, Lightroom for iPad, uh, stuff like that. And then also um, like maybe a macro photography course or so, stuff like that. So that's these are all things that I'm that I'm putting into to motion and trying to 
move forward because um, I need I need more revenue. Like you know, right. uh, and on that the, point, if you guys have any ideas of like things that you would like to learn, yeah, heroes, like send them our way because it's always nice to know like what people actually want to learn and like what the industry needs versus right. like what we think that people need and people want so mm-hmm. yeah send them our way whether you know put it up in the group or send a message to me to spiros yep um and we'll definitely get stuff out there for you yeah yeah absolutely and you know one of the things that we wanted to do with this podcast with this show with this stream is be really transparent and so uh i'm gonna be really transparent uh, in in saying that like if i can't figure this out and get this to work and get the revenue where i need it then i'll be scaling back from doing youtube and from doing this stuff and working just more of a regular job um i wouldn't i won't stop shooting like i won't stop creating if i do that and i'll still try to do things like go to wppi and click con and whatnot and teach and I'll leave my YouTube channel there and whatever course sales just happen to come through, you know, from the sort of existing stuff that exists, I'll let happen. But, you know, we've talked about the fact that when you do this, um, when you're running your own business, one of the things that uh, people don't think about and don't, don't necessarily expect is the tremendous amount of time you have to spend trying to do all of these things right the back end is so much harder to like and that's what i was saying like when you're looking at anything like we see this overnight success of things and we don't see like the hours and the days and the months and the right. years that went into it prior to all of a sudden you being an overnight success mm-hmm. um and if it doesn't work then we still have to pay our bills yeah exactly exactly and you know the for me I'm okay with it if I have to scale it back and, you know, work more at my museum job and or get like a, a different job, whatever it is. Right. Um, and then I'm, I can have Kim all to myself to be my assistant. Yeah, yeah. And you can have her all yourself as your assistant. Exactly. Um, you know, but if that happens too, then, you know, the thing that I might do is be able to put more time and attention into trying to build up the cosplay photography side of the business. Or right. like you and I were talking, Zara, I am um, doing some senior photos this afternoon. Um, this is more of a favor for a friend rather than uh, a job, uh, so to speak, like I'm not getting paid for it. Uh, but you know, there's probably an opportunity here for me to make some money doing seniors. And I've said right. before that I've, I didn't, I've always avoided that market because I, I was never really interested in shooting that. But at the same time, you know, if I'm just purely looking at making money, like I could do it. I can, I right. could do that. And it would probably, I could probably start to make some money without expending a ton of effort just by letting some word of mouth work for me and see what happens from that. So that's kind of the state of where I'm at right now. And um, yeah, my wife is the best assistant in the universe. Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. Drew said the one hour of finished work is at least seven hours of background work for me. Exactly. Exactly. And Um, that's the thing I think that a lot of people don't see, uh, especially in the photography industry, right? Like they look at it and how many times have people said, oh, like you're just clicking a button. Like that's all you're doing. And it's like, no, sure. That's what takes the picture. But then like, you know, just even the front end and the back end of that, right? Like setting up for that shoot and then having to edit and get images out and, the back and forth on emails and mm-hmm. making sure you're keeping up with social media and all of that. Like no one sees the back end, but even with photos, like it takes me for like a high end commercial edit. It can take me, you know, 10 minutes to an hour to edit mm-hmm. a photo. If I'm really, you know, doing a lot of work on it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that doesn't include the time to drive to the session, to set up for the session, to clean up after the session, to shoot the session. <laughs> right, right. So even just that aspect, if we take out the business part of it, mm-hmm. um, just that aspect is really time consuming and you need to charge accordingly because I see so many people who do beautiful work, but then they're charging like $100 for the session. Right. And it's like just the time it took you 
to set that up, to go out there, to shoot it, to edit it, mm-hmm. you're you're giving these people money versus actually making money. And right. you can't operate on giving other people money because who's paying your bills? Like unless someone else is giving you money. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to pay your bills. Yeah. So, Which would be nice know. if it was, if they were. And, but uh, Every day I wake up and I'm like, let's check the bank account. Did someone accidentally deposit a million dollars in there? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be that would so, be super nice. It would. My wife says but, social media is a fucking beast to keep up on, and she's it, absolutely right. Yeah, yeah, it, it is. Really, really is. Yeah, it sucks. It sucks. It does. Like it genuinely <laughs> sucks. Like I, and like I, for me at least, like some people are really good at at being able to, you know, take take back behind the scenes photos or whatever and post that stuff or be on the Instagram story and all those kinds of things. Right. And I'm just not because for me when I, once I get focused on a thing, like I'm in the zone for that. So like as an example, when I when I make a concerted effort like okay, I have a photo shoot, I'm going to do Instagram story about this photo shoot and I'm and I put that like literally front of mind. I do a pretty good job of it until I like actually get into the photo shoot itself because then I'm shooting. Right. But that's where you need an assistant. I know, yeah. right? I know. Yeah. <laughs> so that's one of the things that we'll probably, you know, try to start doing a little bit more is maybe having her take my phone once we're shooting and, and doing some behind the scenes to like Instagram or whatever. Right. Um, to try to, you know, keep that going and keep that that sort of thing running but it is it's a beast like social media is so demanding it is so time consuming um and and, you know i'm okay at it i would say like i'm not great at it right but But, that is better than not yeah no (laughs) i agree i agree and and you know i'm trying some different stuff um there's an app uh, there's a network it's called amino that reached out to me and i've been putting some stuff on their platform and um, making a tiny bit of money and testing the waters there to see if it's a place that might work for some of my content. So I have mm-hmm. some ideas I want to try for that. Um, because uh, like immediately with very little effort, I made a dollar and 65 cents, which sounds like nothing. And in the grand scheme of things, a dollar and 65 cents is a tiny amount of money. Um, but uh, compare that to the m- amount of money that I make on a YouTube video. So um, let's just quickly actually take a look at that uh, because uh, don't tell Google that I'm showing you this because we're not supposed to show you these <laughs> things, but whatever. Nobody gives a shit. Um, so well, here, Google like, might, but you know. yeah, so let's let's look at a video of mine that's actually done pretty well. So I'm going to scroll back to a video that I did back in January if I can find it. Um, here it is right here. So this video has 36,000 views on it, okay? And 36,000 views. And my estimated revenue on that is $14.20. Okay, so uh, let's do the math right now. That's uh, 1,420 pennies, right? Uh, Divided by 36,312. That is... Um, 0.04 cents per view that I made on this video so far, right? And I'm not complaining. Like, that's just what it is. And the point is that relative to that, on this Amino platform, across the three or four videos that I've put up, which are are basically Instagram stories or Snapchat story-type videos. It's not like a full-length five- or ten-minute whatever Right. With with like a hundred with a with in total a couple of hundred views, I've made a dollar and sixty five cents. So the return on the money there and and the amount of effort is if I can get the views that that pay the money from that network, that could actually be a pretty good revenue source. So that's why I'm I'm experimenting with that one and seeing what happens there. So these are the things that that I'm doing that I'm working on. Um, and thinking about and trying to put in place. And that's part of the reason I haven't, like I didn't put a new video up this week because I was, I spent all of Monday trying to get that split test running. Um, Like I was at it, I think for almost 14, maybe 15 hours. I don't know. It was like my eyes were like 
mush. My brain was mush by the end of the day. And today I have to actually finally put it into place. Um, because, again, you know, everybody, everybody talks about if you're thinking about like sales and trying to sell stuff, one of the things people tell you is to test stuff, to do a split test, which is basically having two variations um, and serving those variations to um, half of the traffic you get to your offer, right? And then you see which one does better. Does the higher price do better? Do you, do you make more money off of it? Or does the lower price do better and you make more money off of it? And then based upon that, you, you, know, you implement what you implement, right? And so it sounds simple. Oh, yeah, okay, I'll just have two different versions of the thing and set it up so that they can see it. No, it is not that simple. It is a giant, pardon my language, it is a giant fucking pain in the ass to set up a split test. Like, it just is. So anyway, I'm done bitching about that. <laughs> uh, no, but that's, that's the thing, right? Like, mm-hmm. I when you were like, oh, yeah, I'm going to split test it. I was like, oh, okay, like, that sounds pretty easy. And then you started, like, going through the steps, and I was like... I never want to do this in my life ever. Right. Yeah. And and for like for me, it makes a it makes a lot more sense for me to split test because I'm selling an online product. I'm doing this, but but as people who are doing other sorts of services, so wedding photographers, Drew with right. your wood shop or whatever, if you have a website where you have um, a goal of that website is to convert clients. You know, maybe your goal is to get people to sign up to your mailing list. Maybe your goal is to get people to fill out a contact form to inquire about a job. Those are opportunities for split testing. Right. Uh, because you could improve your website to improve the conversions to the goal that you're trying to achieve, which can drive you more business. So so don't think this is just a thing that, like, I as a person selling products on the Internet, digital products in my particular case, would do and it wouldn't apply to you. Uh, but if you do decide to um, look at split testing, be prepared for it to be a giant pain in the ass. Just, just for, forewarned is <laughs> forewarned is forearmed. Hey, maybe you should do a course on how to set up split test. Oh my God, no! Because I have no like I have the barest idea of what I'm doing. I would not be the right person to set up a. I read a whole book about split testing, uh, just to prepare for this, and and that was just the theory behind it, so that I could split test properly and understand like how to set up a split test that would give me good information and actionable information. You're already like light years ahead of us. So. Uh, I mean, I guess fair enough. Fair enough. (laughs) All right, so let's catch up on the comments, and then you can give us an update, Zara. Sounds good. Um, Frank says, I think I am in prime place for testing the waters for the photography business. I am currently contracted part-time at a school district. Usually get home by 4 to 4.30 and have spring break, Thanksgiving break, Christmas break, and summer break. I plan to go full-time in those times. I feel, if I feel I can do it full-time, then I will go full-time and drop my counseling job once I know I can earn enough profit from the photography business. So here is here is my comment on that is... Mm-hmm. And I do this too. It's like I am 100% guilty of this. We have this like arbitrary, oh, if I can do it full time. But like, what does full time actually mean to you? Like, you need to sit down and write down your numbers. And this goes for Steve too, because I know he'll be watching this afterwards. Yep. Yep. I, you need to sit down and write down num- your numbers. Like, what am I making at my full time job right now? What do I need to make to actually live off of? paying my bills and all of that. Mm -hmm. And then you need to start pricing yourself in a way that is going to do that. And I think there's two ways to like kind of jump off the cliff as I think it was Drew who said it. Yep. You can either jump off. And I think for a personality like mine, I think for a personality like yours, it works really well when you are between a rock and a hard place. Mm Mm-hmm. Like when you've got no choice, that's when things happen for us. Mm-hmm. So I almost had to intentionally place myself in those like extreme situations when I want to have something done. The other smarter, safer way, but the one that kind of gives you more leeway not to do the shit you need to do is staying in your current job, making sure that's paying the bills and then only jumping off when your side business is making the same amount that your 
job is. Right. And I know a couple of great photographers who have done it that way. Cindy um, Hart Sims is one of them. She she was teaching at a school district. She decided like, okay, as soon as I have, you know, X amount of dollars put into a savings account, which was the equivalent of her one year salary, then I will quit and take a year and see if I can make this work. Mm-hmm. But she had that one year of money kind of saved up because she had five kids and she needed to make sure she could feed them, all of that. So it's kind of up to you. I know for Frank, like you're in a great place where like, it's just kind of you. Mm-hmm. And so you can, you can jump off and see what happens or you can wait, but you have to have those numbers and set goals set so that you're not arbitrarily going, Oh, well, like when the day comes, I'll know. Right. No, like there needs to be either like a date deadline or a monetary deadline or both. Um, to get you to a point where you're like, okay, like on this day or like when there's this much money, I am going to jump. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's my little vent about that or yeah. rant, I guess. And that makes a lot of sense. So Drew says, my friends who are building the coffee shop spend as much time working on drink formulas and test kitchen items a week as they do for their pop-up store. Split testing. Uh, basically every hour they are selling, they are spending working on their product outside of their sale hours. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's kind of what you have to do. Mm-hmm. And my wife says she needs to start joining to do the behind the scenes that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That would be so helpful. <clears throat> Let's see. Drew says, one thing that I would like to learn, um, is some of the shoot setups, uh, i.e. like my live last week, uh, like how to pose models and work with them. Uh, as that is a huge skill gap for me. Okay. Okay. Yeah, we could definitely do posing stuff like Zara said in the comments there and um, definitely could spend more time. Like that live stream, I didn't really talk about the lighting. I, I did briefly run over it, but um, I didn't I didn't treat it as a tutorial. It was just a live stream to show the process. Uh, one of the things that I've considered doing is... Um, trying and I did one of these so I did a course a mini course I called it um where I did a a photo shoot with my friend Noel um we did a Harley 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 Quinn cosplay theme and recorded the whole process talked about everything broke down everything the lighting the posing and all that sort of stuff um and I tried selling that and it did okay um, like I made a couple of thousand dollars off of the sale that I ran on it when I, when I launched it. Uh, but looking at the kind of stuff that you were talking about before is like, you know, how much time did I put into it? How much did I spend on it? What was, right. you know, all of the actual, um, real tangible and intangible investments into that. And it didn't, it didn't pay off. It didn't break out. So um, for now, I had set, stepped away from that sort of a course, mm-hmm. but maybe I positioned it wrong or maybe I approached it wrong, right? Maybe, you know, um, so like I already have a flash photography course, uh, which is like just teaching you about how to use flash. Would it make sense or would it would a course on like uh, would a course that shows you a number of different lighting setups be something that you'd be interested in where because the other course already prepares you with the theory and how to like this is a flash this is how it works this is how you use it with your camera blah 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 blah. and and so with all of that in place in my other course then would it make sense or would it be something that you'd be interested in if it was okay this is a lighting setup light A here at this power with these camera settings, light B here, this is the look you get for this. And this is why you get that look. And then have maybe five or 10 lighting setups or looks as as part of that course with a video that breaks down each one of them. Yeah, I think that would also be a really great like ebook type of PDF thing. Yeah. Where people can pull it up on their phone just to see like, okay, here's the diagram. This is the photo. In fact, I think I have one that I can send you that we kind of did that with for one of the courses we taught okay years ago uh but that was the idea is we had the diagram right and then we had a photo of like what the end result is and then an explanation of why you're setting it up and it was more for we did a lot of like basic lighting patterns Mm -hmm. um and so that's that's what it was talking about is like okay this is butterfly lighting this is rembrandt lighting you know this is lighting um and but it had those little diagrams and there's actually like a little app that can 
help you build the diagrams. And I think that was helpful. I think a lot of people actually enjoyed that um, because then you see like, okay, I have to put my subject right here. Mm -hmm. This light has to be at 45 degrees. This one is lighting the background and it's a little bit easier to understand when you have the diagram right there too and they recreate it from that. Right. So. All right. So Drew said, I would love that. Uh, he says there are not a lot of the next level type classes. Um, all right. So I'm going to make myself a note. That's a go. course. I will make that. So lighting diagrams slash setups course. And yeah, that would that's a no brainer to basically like have it be videos and an ebook or or you know at the some, at kind, of, some yeah, kind of slide or printable reference so that you can have it right there um yep. be it on your phone for reference or in on paper so that you can refer to it yep i think that's yeah. a and, really good one yeah and i have that application um one of the applications you can use to yeah. actually create the diagrams as well yeah, with like the different modifiers and everything. Yep. I thought it was really cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is pretty cool. It is pretty cool to be able to, to do that. And and the, the one that I have actually shows you what the image will look like, a representation of what it will look like anyway. Oh, nice. I haven't yeah. seen that one. Okay. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, and, That's and it's, way fancier. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I did not. So my wife asked if my Harley Quinn course deals with posing. It does deal with posing, but it's not... Um, um, it's not like posing heavy. I talk about giving direction. We talk about um, the poses that she goes into or out of and, and kind of trying to um, get to a look you're trying to achieve. Um, so we do deal with posing in the Harley Quinn course, but it's not like a principal thing, so to speak. It's part of the process. <clears throat> yeah. Um, Andre just asked if um, mm. have any of you experimented with selling art prints, uh, I have not because I don't. I don't do like fine arty stuff. Uh, that would be more your your realm. Right. And I'm I've dipped my toe into it a little bit. So um, this is like super not the right way to do it, but just as sort of the lowest um, minimum viable product, easiest way to like sell prints. I have a thing on my website. Um, if you go, in fact, I can show you because we are live through the power of the internet. So if you go to my website, spiroshenniatus.com, there is a prints link. And literally, it's just a, a order form that says, these are the sizes and prices. Fill this out. Tell me what print and what size. And I'll get in touch with you to complete the order. So this is like, this was the easiest thing for me to set up. But this is also like the most inefficient and worst way to try to sell prints because somebody needs to really, really, really want one of my prints <laughs> to go through this process to buy one. We should probably make that a little bit easier. <laughs> we, Yeah, I mean, we should. But the, the problem with that is then you have to take every single image that you want to print. You have to decide what those images are going to be. Then you have to you have to figure out your product line. You have to set all of those up. You know, there's a, there's there's that time and overhead that we that right. we were talking about earlier that goes into setting something up like that. And this was just that this was like I said, minimum viable product. Just have an option available. Now, real quick, um, so there's this thing that I've been working on. Uh, you can't see all of it. This is so annoying. Uh, let me open it in another app so you can see the all of the thing. Um, because the live shoot that I just did this past Sunday is one photo in a series of seven of the uh, characters from the Neil Gaiman comic book Sandman. And this is something that I might actually try to sell, which is this septic, seven pictures, sept is seven, right? Yeah, sept, septic. <laughs> um, septic of all of now the middle one is currently not an actual photograph this is a stand-in because we haven't shot the last character dream just yet but this is a mock-up of what like the final septic would look like and we have comic-con coming up um in october which is a perfect place for me to attempt to try to sell both you know possibly this as a whole thing and individuals of each of the different characters. But again, the the problem or risk there is printing large, long prints is probably kind of expensive. It and is. I'm not Especially gonna... depending on the material you're printing on. Yeah. yeah. 
and and for me to try to order stock of that and have it there for sale that's that would be silly and and i feel like it would be dumb to print up a bunch of the the individual prints as well to try to sell them i feel like that would be mostly a waste of time and of time and money like i think this would be one that you would have to well not have to but i think the smartest way would be to create like a order form on your website like a one click or two click whatever mm-hmm. or use shoot proof or something along those lines where right. people can just say okay like i want one they can do the payment then and there and right. then oh you know it'll get shipped out within a week um, mm-hmm. and with shoot proof you can just do self-fulfill through almost any lab like Miller's is there, White House is there, Bay Photo is there, like mm-hmm. Pro DPI, I think, is one of them. Um, or not self-fulfill, but like auto-fulfill. Right, and right. And so once the order goes through, they'll automatically do that and ship it out for you, and then you get your cut of the profit from it. Yeah. Um, I do want to try to sell sell prints more, but I think what I need from that to, in order to do that is um, a bigger audience and i mean i already have a pretty substantial audience if you just look at my subscriber number on youtube but the subscriber number isn't anything everything we've talked about this before and you know when you boil it down there's only a small percentage of the subscribers that actually end up watching videos and then based upon that percentage there's only there's an even smaller percentage that would buy and like just as an example as a straw poll and don't feel bad if you say no because it won't hurt my feelings at all but like how many of you who are currently watching would buy, you know, one of my prints? And, and again, you know, this is just a straw poll to kind of see like we've got 10 people watching uh, based on the statistics here, um, you know, and, and we'll kind of get a, get a get an idea of the percentage that you might be able to expect just to, just to see what it's like. Um, drum roll. Drum roll. <laughs> right. Yeah. So. Why don't you tell uh, give us an update? Because I've talked way longer than I should have about me and myself, and we just lost Zara right when I was going to turn it over to her. So how's that? Hey, no, you're back. Good. <laughs> yeah, you were gone for a second there. <laughs> I was like, Zara, and then you're gone. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, I guess we're done. <laughs> yeah. All right, so yeah, um, give us an update. So I think... My biggest thing, and we had talked about this, is, you know, I've actually had probably the slowest year, and not probably, it has been the slowest year I have had in 10 years. Um, And a lot of it is my own doing. I totally accept that. Um, And part of it has been that I've been chasing too many rabbits. Um, Whereas when I first started out my business, I was shooting primarily weddings and then whatever fell off from that. Right. So I would do boudoir sessions for my brides. I would do family sessions for my brides. Everything was for my brides and grooms. Mm -hmm. Uh, But my primary bread and butter was weddings. And that's what I focused on. And so like my highest year, I made 220 something thousand dollars. Um, And that was when I was shooting weddings. And then when I switched to shooting portraits and boudoir, again, like I was in six figures, but I was concentrating on building that boudoir business, that portrait business, and then everything that fell off of it. So if someone came to me for a boudoir shoot and then they got engaged and hired me for their wedding, I would shoot their wedding. Um, If like a past client, like I didn't advertise for those other things. Like I just focused on advertising on one or two things. Um, And in the last couple of years, I've kind of started, oh, like, well, you know, maybe I'll do a little bit more family. Oh, maybe I'll do a little bit more seniors. Oh, and so all of a sudden I'm spread really thin on what I'm marketing. And then all of a sudden, like I'm not marketing at all. And so all of my business this year has been word of mouth. I have done in the last 18 months, I've done about this much marketing. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, you know, like I'll occasionally post something on social media or like I haven't run ads. I've, um, haven't done a well, I've done one bridal show in the last 18 months I'm gonna do another one here coming up um, and so really it was a matter of like sitting down this past week last week and just breaking down my numbers where do I make 
my bread and butter. Where is it? Is mm-hmm. it weddings? Is it boudoir? Is it personal branding? Um, do I want to put more effort into the education side of my business, which I've been saying I want to do for the last five years and kind of putting it off? Um, which is why so we're really, here. <laughs> right. <laughs> and so really it comes down to that um, all of a sudden, I, I don't know why, because I had kind of like written off weddings for a really long time. But in the past like three years, like every single wedding I've gotten has been exactly the clients I want. They've been paying exactly what I want them to pay. Um, and so I've been wanting to shoot more weddings. And so I'm going to focus on, you know, I'm still probably just going to do like 10 or 12 a year. Like I still, I won't go back to doing, you know, more than that because weddings are hard, but just really actually advertising to my ideal client within weddings. Um, I am going to cut back on the boudoir stuff. Um, I want to typically in a year, not this year, but in a year I'm shooting between 150 to 170 women. Um, I want that number to go down to about 50, but being the, again, like my ideal client who's spending, you know, that average 18 to $2,200 with me. Um, And then I really want to focus on the education, not just photography education, but like business education and branding. that's kind of where my like passion is. That's what makes me happy is the education side of things. And I've noticed that when I do the things that make me happy, money tends to flow. Um, and it's going to take a little bit more building than I would like. Because, again, I would just, you know, just like anyone else, like we want to sit here and do minimal effort. And this has been like my mo- motto for years and years. You know, I've always kind of like prided myself on like, oh, I'm lazy. Like I want to put a minimal effort for maximum income. And that's what I've done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's really good. Um, but I've had the infrastructure built for those things. Like with the education stuff I have, I have a little bit of a build, but not enough to really support that minimal effort, maximum income. So now it's going to have to be maximum effort for probably minimal income on that side for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that being said, I am finally actually going to launch a course that I've literally been like telling myself and people have been asking for it for years. Um, and I have that set for September. So early September. Um, and prior to that, I'm sure I'll do a bunch of things to like try to promote it. So so is this your rock and hard place? Um, it is. It is because I looked at like I was at my accountant's office right before ClickCon and you know, I paid my taxes and all that. And she was like, wow, this is the least you've ever had to pay. Mm-hmm. And I was like, at first that's I was like, good. oh, that's good. Right. And I was like, oh. Because <laughs> as much as, you know, I bitch about having to pay Uncle Sam, like really it comes down to the more we're paying, the more we're literally making. equates to the more we're making. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I, like I kind of looked at her and I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> And she was like, well, I wasn't going to say anything, but from what I'm looking like, from like what your numbers are projecting, if you keep on this path, um, it's going to be a low year. And again, by low year, like we'll pay our bills, Mm -hmm. but I don't, I don't like being in that place where we're just paying our bills. Mm -hmm. Like I like knowing that I can support the lifestyle I want and I like expensive shit. (laughs) with the money I make. And so I know a lot of people like look at me, especially when I'm speaking or something, and they're like, Oh, well, like the amount of money you're, you're making, there's no way I can. Right. You can, because I can tell you that right now I've probably made less than everyone on here for this year. Mm-hmm. It'll, it'll go up. It'll be fine. Like I have things lined up. And like I said, with what I'm making, I will pay my bills. But I am kind of in that place of like a rock and a hard place. Like if I want to keep buying expensive shoes and I want to keep going on vacation and I want to keep, you know, putting my kid in daycare, um, I'm going to have to make more money. Right. Um, And that's just the reality of it. So it's not good. It's not bad. It's it is is what it is. It is. Right. (laughs) It is. Exactly. Um, And I think part of it, too, is like admitting that you you control it you know it's not oh well it's just been a slow year Um, why has it been a slow year because i made more money during the recession Mm -hmm. (laughs) than i have this year um letting like my best friend owns a gym and i was talking to her the other day and she was like i literally haven't seen anything from you in 
years. She goes, you're just letting like that word of mouth roll in. And I'm like, yeah. She goes, you know, it's going to slow down. And I was like, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so some of the things I've got planned, like I have a bridal show that's coming up on the 25th, whatever, not this Sunday, next Sunday. Um, and then I've got a uh, another bridal show on September 8th. I have, obviously, I'm teaching in Georgia, and I am teaching in Nebraska. So those will be good. Um, I have the course planned out. So the course is uh, how to build a wedding photography business. Um, it's something that I've done three times. It's something I'm really good at and something that I can like teach really well. Um, so I figured it's a safe class, safe course to teach because I know I can deliver on it. Um, and that's going to be, so it's going to be a six week course with, I think like the structure might change a little bit, but it'll be live videos once a week that are recorded that people will have access to. And then um, there'll be like a workbook that goes with it that has like your assignments and how to build. So it'll go over branding, business plans, marketing plans, uh, building relationships with vendors, building relationship with clients, um, and then how to actually shoot and deliver a wedding. Um, so I'm excited about it because I think it'll be good. I think it's a step in the right direction. Uh, we'll see if it'll be profitable. Hopefully, mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Hopefully I'll make money off of it. Yeah. Um, but regardless, it's, you know, it's nice to start putting things out there and it sucks sitting here and like building content because I feel like I'm so used to like when I put an effort, there is an almost instant gratification of money because when I go out and shoot, I make a sale and it's all instantaneous in a sense Right. Uh, versus, you know, sitting here and waiting for it to kind of come in. Um, but I know once it's built, it'll, it'll be a little bit easier. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, get those things so that's where i'm at yeah and an- another thing that i forgot to mention is that like we've only taken the very teeniest tiniest steps towards this but um zara and myself and um our mutual friend and fellow educator and photographer pierre have just just started tossing the idea around of doing our own workshops um Denver, possibly here in Wisconsin, possibly if it works out really well, maybe we travel with it and go, you know, go places and, 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 and do these. Um, so that's, that's another avenue of trying to, to make some, you know, trying to build that revenue up and, and use the skills that we have. But, um, it's all stuff that takes way more effort than it seems like. (laughs) Yeah. It's, you know, and, Spiros and I talked about it, like putting out workshops, like even workshops, not conferences, workshops, right, just like a workshop. five to 10 people. Mm-hmm. It is a lot of planning. It's a lot of planning. It's a lot of back end stuff. You need to yep. make sure that people know where they're going, where they're showing up, that, you know, if you have models, things like that. Um, so I think Kim is volunteering as tribute to play <laughs> these things, and I am totally okay with letting her. Yep. She do says, that. I will be the best organizer of that workshop. And she will. She is like hands yeah. down the most organized person I've, I've ever known in my life, um, uh, which is an amazing compliment to me, who is the slapdashiest organized person you've probably ever met in your life. <laughs> Well, hence you make a good team. Yeah, I mean, you and you and Zara, and I think you and I are 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 cut from the same cloth as far as our sort of organization and and other things. I don't like to admit that. <laughs> uh, we have to own our own our faults, though, right? What, what's the yeah. saying? The twelve step program. The first yeah, the step first is step is to admit. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So Drew says he's be, he'd be interested in a workshop. My wife says she will be tribute. Um, back real quick up to my straw poll. Um, Tim said he's still inter- he's still interested in a cyborg print of Angela. Tim, we are going to make that happen. Um, and uh, several other people said, you know, no disrespect to my work, which I totally understand. And again, I I, I know that you guys you're here and you're at my videos or you're at my live streams. So I know that you guys. Um, appreciate my work for what it is. And, and I don't even expect that everybody does like my work, but a number of you said that, you know, it, you wouldn't buy a print because it wouldn't fit with your decor or, or right. something similar. And I get that. Like, I totally get that. That's that's part of the reason that 
um, prints has been a much lower priority for me than trying to do some of the other things that I'm trying to do. So I think we could probably wrap this up with I think so. some merch. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look. Hey, look, we got merch. So if y'all want to um, help us out a little bit and uh, support both of our efforts to increase our revenues, <laughs> you could visit the link that my wife posted into the chat already, which is shp.photo slash bizmerch, and check out our merch store and pick up something, whether it's a sticker or a mug or a tote bag or a pillow. Um, I recommend the hoodies because hoodies are amazing. And we're starting... I got one. And right? super comfortable. Yeah. I love hoodies. Like, that's probably one of my favorite things in the world to, to wear and be super comfy in is a hoodie. Uh, and, and so I highly recommend hoodies. But, yeah, if you want to help us out, support the show, um, you could buy some merch. If you can't or don't want to buy some merch, you could also let other people know about us and about the show. You could tell them about the Facebook group and invite them there if you think they'd get value out of being part of the group and out of these live streams. Next week, we will be back with a proper topic and uh, helping and focusing on helping you guys grow your businesses and achieve the goals that you want to achieve. And just for anyone, kind mm -hmm. of like as the challenge for this week, for anyone yeah. who really wants to, you know, do this full time, because I know some people don't want to, and that's totally fine. Like yep. if you just want it as a side hustle or like you just enjoy it and you like seeing our shiny faces <laughs> in the mornings you know that's totally fine but for anyone who actually is either making this a full-time gig or wants to make it a full-time gig i'd really like to know like what what is the number that you would have to hit to feel like you can actually maintain your lifestyle um and it's different for everyone, right? Like it doesn't have to be six figures. Like right. mine has to be because I live in a really expensive area. Mm -hmm. um, and I, again, I like expensive shit. I could probably do it on less and sell my house and move in with my parents. Right. Um, but like my number does have to be over that six figure mark. And I'll tell you, it has to be a minimum of 150,000 a year um, for me to be able to maintain the lifestyle I have and be able to pay off things. And I've got a shit ton of student loans. Mm -hmm. But if you live in an area where, you know, it doesn't cost much to live and yeah, just like you guys, you know, like your house is what, like an eighth of what I paid for mine. Mm -hmm. And it's probably just as big. <laughs> I think it's a little smaller, but the point stands. Like, uh, right. we got a big house for a small amount of money, and we live in a place with a low cost of living. Right. And so, like, let's say, you know, you, you live in a low cost area, you don't have student debt, you don't have a car payment, and things like that, where, like, I do. Um, so, what is what are those numbers? Like, mm -hmm. what do you need to make to live? Right. Um, and then let's see what we can do to, like, to make get everybody it, there. Yeah. And the funny thing is, is, you know, like someone asked me um, after ClickCon, and I, I get this question asked a lot, is why do you promote other photographers being profitable? Like, why do you promote, like, isn't that competition? <laughs> and like, the funny thing is, is that like, yeah, it like, let's look at 20 years back, like, right, we didn't have social media. So like people who were getting professional images done were people for like businesses or like family portraits once a year, once every five years and weddings, right? And then, like, you needed those pictures for specific reasons. With social media and with, like, needing to constantly have images out there, there's enough business for everyone. Mm -hmm. Like, we live in an area where, yes, there's more photographers, but there's also a higher demand for professional photos. Yeah. And so think about it. Yeah. There, there are 7 billion. There's probably more than 7 billion people on this planet. There's more than enough to go around for everybody. <laughs> Like oh, yeah. we could all we could all be photographers. The whole planet yeah. could be photographers and there'd still be enough to go around because photographers don't often like taking their own pictures. So those photographers would need pictures from other photographers. Right. It would be one great big photographer circle jerk and it would be amazing. <laughs> I feel like most of the people I photographed this year have been mm -hmm. photographers, yeah. have been other photographers, whether it's for family sessions or for branding pictures or weddings. Um, I've probably photographed more photographers this year than I have ever. Yeah. So, yeah, give us your numbers. And, and like she said, it doesn't have to be, um, you know, like 
don't six feel bad. Doesn't have to be. Figures. Yeah. As an example, you mentioned earlier, and Steve shared this with with the class at ClickOn. His goal is is twenty thousand for his photography business. He has a job. He likes his job. He's. Wow. N- I don't believe he liked his job up to ClickCon, I think. Yeah. ClickCon ruined him. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, that may be the case, and so maybe he'll have a different number. But there was another woman who was in your class, and her number was sixty thousand, and that's yep. a fine number. There's nothing wrong with whatever number you choose. Nope. Um, the important thing is that you have your number, you have your goal. So let's let's have that in the group. Let's have that discussion, so that we can really take actionable steps towards all of our goals together. And and together, hopefully, make this the success we want it to be. Yeah, I'm down. Let's do it. All right, cheers with my empty wine glass. Well, mine's not empty yet. I have to. Uh, well, <laughs> chug. Uh, that's probably a bad idea. <laughs> She's doing it. Chug. No. <laughs> I don't think I can. All right. Thank you so much, everybody, for joining us. Uh, We'll be back next week with the proper topic. Get your numbers. Put them in the group. Let people know about the group. And get out there and take some damn photos. See you next week. Bye. Jazz fingers. Bye. Jazz fingers.